Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the downbeat on 97.1 The Freak. Spinderella cut it up one time. Okay, so. Wow. We like to evolve topics on uh, the downbeat every day, and we spent a few moments earlier discussing a massive liquid heroin bust in uh, a, a one and a half tons worth of liquid heroin that happened uh, in a big old federal drug sting up in Oregon and uh, Washington State. I think we put the call out earlier. It's like, man, if you, if you have done heroin in the last 48 hours, please call in. Or maybe in the last, you know, 48 months. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And I believe JJ says we've got somebody on the phone right now that might can speak to by with uh, via personal experience to to this matter. Uh, is that correct? Yes. Hello. Who do we got? Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. What's your name? Yeah. Uh, my name's Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Uh, How are let's you? See. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh. I'm actually, uh, I'm not in the 48-month, you know, category, but I'm a recovering addict, always will be. Um, and I used to uh, used to use about 10 years ago with heroin, but uh, three years ago with meth. So I've kind of uh, gone through the ringer on both ends. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a huge thing in the area. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, so the, this report was about liquid heroin. We're idiots, um, self-admittedly. What are they? Do you know what they're they're talking about when it's described as liquid heroin? I've always seen it, you know, d- depicted in television with uh, either a powder or some kind of like black tar type of thing that's in a aluminum foil. You heat it up, you smoke it, you melt it down, you shoot it. Uh, what what's the deal with liquid heroin? Do you know anything about that? So basically, it starts out, you grind it down into a paste or a powder. Uh, more pure stuff is usually more like a paste from, like, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically they break it down into its more potent parts into the liquid form. And then that way, so somebody can add the additives to it like they do with meth, with fentanyl and all that. They send it to somebody and they break it They, they mass produce it into even more amounts of what the, you would call black tar heroin or just regular street heroin. So what, and basically they, they triple, quadruple the amount of that liquid heroin. So when you get the, this liquid heroin that say, you know, from the, this drug bus, is it like ready to go? You load up your syringe and you're good to go, or does it need to be diluted with some other type of solution? It really depends on how big of a party animal you are, to be honest. Well, I'm a massive um, party animal. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to well, the station if, much, if, but... If, if, if you have years of um, being able to get your body used to the poison going in, you can uh, do a lot of nuts things. But if it was just you going off the road and using one you one your first time, it, you basically immediately overdose. Ugh. Like it's just so pure. So when you were doing it's absolutely pure heroin regularly, and you wanted to get acquire the heroin for a weekend of partying, what does that cost you? And I guess how, how much so, do you get? You, 
in a uh, luckily this is a uh, ten twelve years yeah. ago. I actually used to run it in um, in Dallas. I would run it for people from from trap houses. Wow. Um, oh, so you? I was the only per- I was the only person with a vehicle, and so I was the one who would take it to the get take it into the apartments and all that kind of stuff, and be in the apartments with people with guns and all that kind of stuff, and. They'd be buying either 20 capsules because people basically buy pill capsules, empty them out, and then refill them with heroin and then transport them that way. How long was your uh, addiction to, to, to heroin specifically? About a year. About a year. Wow. Uh-huh. So you would, you, and when you did take it regularly for that year, you were shooting it in your arm? I did on occasion. That wasn't my main use. I usually snorted it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is it is it more um, potent if you shoot it directly into the bloodstream? Oh yeah, oh a, do- a dozen times easily, like way way more potent. It's like, like butt choking. It, it, it'd yeah. be like the difference between you know duels and whiskey. Damn. So so why wouldn't you just shoot? I'm sorry, but why wouldn't you just shoot it all the time? Because it kills you. I mean, it's slowly. You can feel it burning your veins on the inside of your Ugh. body if you don't get a correct mixture. Like it is. It hurts. It's not. It's not a, always an pleasant experience. Like there's people who miss, and then they have to they have to get their arm removed because they've got an infection an infection in their blood that makes their arm swell up to look like Popeye. Jeez, Ugh, that sounds terrible. Like it, yeah, we have Popeye it, it, joining it gets, us. It gets very bad very quick. But it's so. I don't want to say great, but obviously, I mean, you're, well, there's some euphoria that you. I have done everything under the sun besides uh, medical prescribed, um, you know, addictions. I don't, I don't, I've never had a pill addiction, and I'm luckily I've been clean and sober fully for three years. Good job. Um, but uh, so it's it's never worth it. Ever. Would you say that when you were using heroin for the for the year, it, is it one of those things where you have to have it to function? Like you've got to be pretty much on in some form of of heroin buzz the entire time you're awake. So the different the difference between it, like it, that's also a dependence of how long you've been doing it. Yep. So for for me for the year, it was more of what you did to not do anything. Because once you once that's it is so much of a downer if you if you do it on a regular basis that you're basically like a, a sleepwalking like mm-hmm. you're almost like in a coma walking around like you nothing nothing you do is right if you want to go get something to eat at a restaurant don't go do it while you're while you're high because you're never going to actually make it to the restaurant usually unless wow. you have a buddy who's sober taking you. <laughs> All right, I could whip you with a hundred questions, yeah. but when you uh, when you stopped, was it cold turkey? And then how'd that all go? Because it, it, you... it had to be. I uh, the the house I was staying at got busted while I wasn't there, and yes. I had to go stay with a friend, um, or he was a friend in high school, and um, basically. We that was when I uh, switched to meth because he didn't have heroin and I couldn't find it. And so I had to basically go off heroin cold turkey. He took care of me and then got me on the methamphetamines. And then I got into a giant head-on collision on Preston um, between Frisco and Prosper on El Dorado. Got careflighted and woke up in the hospital a day later with my family around me. And they took me home and I was cold turkey from there. I unfortunately relapsed. Um, 
four years ago for a year, but um, but I'm good now. Did you ever get in the system? I mean, so this did you ever get arrested? I, I never, I never got arrested for possession or for using or anything like that. I got tickets for a marijuana pipe while I was using one time. They found it in my vehicle one time, and it literally was not mine. Like, I, I will admit I was using at that time, and it was not mine. One of my uh, buddies had accidentally left his box of goodies underneath my seat in my truck. And I got pulled over because I would fallen asleep at the wheel and ran a curb, hit a curb. Jesus. And um, I got pulled over. They did a sobriety test on me. Deemed that I was definitely intoxicated in a way, which I was, um, and was driving without insurance, no license, and the re- and it was a stolen vehicle that I had just bought that I didn't know it was stolen, Good and Lord. the registration was out. Wheels and, off, Brandon. Um, yeah. But yeah. Three, and, um, hey, three years sober, right? Yeah. All right, brother. We need you to stay strong. Keep it up, Stay man. that way. Yeah, of course, of course. Thanks Every for the insight. Better. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, you know what's cooler than drug use? Listen to the downbeat on 97 on The Freak. Every day. I get tickets from y'all. I've gotten tickets from y'all like three different times now. There you go. All right, dude. We're going to let you go. Thank you so much. Interesting. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, homie. Take Stay care, strong. Brandon. There you go. How about that? Evolve the topic, Mikey. I was going to offer him tickets to see Australian Pink Floyd, but he... Uh, I think that might make him relapse. Yeah, yeah but oh, he yeah. is. I think that... that thought better he, run, he runs out of the arena during comfortably numb <laughs> is there just is he got wild graphics of the crocodile hunter uh-huh. it's interesting though onion. yeah see we learn we learn together we learn we learn as a um, family yeah so mavs uh have three games this week in the week proper because they play tonight they play at six pregame 5 30 here on the freak they're in philadelphia to take on the 76ers who are going to be without joel Embiid. Kyrie's probable, so a good chance you get him back. No Lively, no Exum tonight. Maxi and Luca are questionable. The Mavs also play tomorrow night, so it does feel like a situation where Luca may not do the, the back-to-back, but he also might. Um, the Mavericks have lost seven out of their last ten. Thursday is the trade deadline. This is the most important week of the year for the Dallas Mavericks. It will tell them a lot. Um now, they can't do much in the trade uh, on the trade market without including players because the only first round pick they have available to trade is the 2027 first rounder, Good which Lord. a team might take, but they don't have first round picks for the next couple years. Um, but they do make trades at deadlines. We've seen it here. We've seen it twice with Nico with uh, and Kyrie being the big one, obviously. Uh, Brad Townsend wrote the Dallas Morning News some names: P.J. Washington, Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford, Miles Bridges. So you had some names out there from Charlotte and Washington that might make a little bit of sense and might take a player back. There's been a little talk about Dorian Finney-Smith as well, but Brooklyn's been asking for a ton for him, so I don't know if that's going to work. But the Mavericks have they got to get Luka and Kyrie playing together. Clearly, we all know that. It's good news that Kyrie is probable tonight, but this week is going to determine a lot about what they do, I think, because Thursday's the trade deadline, and I think it's very clear they have to do something. Yeah, they've lost six of eight, and they just lo- – they- it's been a month since they basically won a game big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even their wins are two points, four points, eked out kind of victories. So I'm curious. I will say it's fun to be a Mavs fan in that – 
at least there's been big deals the last few years, whether they be off season or trade deadline. I mean, they've they certainly aren't scared to make make moves and show Luca that they're willing to make moves. So it's happened. But there's been a, a bunch of dudes on this team that I feel like have been dangled trade bait for a few years now. So, I mean, I think if you can pull the trigger, it's Thursday. What time? Thursday afternoon. Thursday. I'm not sure what time. What's um, the, okay, find the time. What's the me. strategy though in in making a move if you don't have any if you can't get your existing players on the floor because everybody's hurt all the time. Well, Kyrie's hurt all the time, and hopefully he comes back. And I don't. Expect we just got Maxi back after what always seems like an extended amount of uh, of downtime. Right? He's always questionable. Yeah. yeah, but he was great the other night, knocking down threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, trade line two p.m. Thursday afternoon. Exum, who you know we, we, was proving to be seemingly a, a pretty integral component of this team. You haven't seen him much, so it's like, what do you do? You know, are you are you, what are you trading for to replace guys that? that are playing that have been healthy with with better or just different people and just nurse this thing along until everybody is healthy i I don't know it it, to me it's just impossible to have any read on this team when every night it's oh well this guy's sitting out or we don't want to play you know Kyrie or luca in a back-to-back and maybe maxi's coming back i don't know just so many injury questions that I, i don't know what the point is really of unless it's just an obvious they just uh, need front court help, basically. Yeah, like we're too guard heavy, guard dependent, and if you count, uh, I mean, you know, even Josh Green or Jaden Hardy, like those are the kind of pieces that might have value somewhere else, and we can thin out the guards a little bit and get something in the front court. Because if Derek Lively is really your only weapon, yeah. <laughs> thing you can count on, he is so young, and we're getting more out of him than we probably should have this early in his career. I mean, that's the real wide viewpoint is I think turn some of that backcourt into frontcourt help. And like, look, Luca's gotten better and the team has gotten worse because he's had no help. And I don't know, uh, he's new here and you'd like to give him time to sort it out. Is Grant Williams someone someone might want, you know? I don't know. I mean, I'm just dangling out names here because it worked so far and Luca's playing 40 minutes a night, dragging the team up and down the court. Boy, he is. And it can't last like that. Gotta get Kyrie back. Hopefully he plays tonight. We'll see where Luca goes. Now, I was uh, out at a fa- fancy dinner Saturday and got in the car, and I was like, "Oh my god, they blew a twenty-five point lead! What? Yeah, why? I was at the game, Kevin. No way. I was at the game, Danny, Mikey. You had tickets. I had tickets, and I wasn't just at the game. I did something that I've never done in my life. Oh, nosebleed Mikey got to sit where normally courtside cash does. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, so for the second half of the game against the Bucks on Saturday night, Christina and I sat in row 1A. Whoa. The very front row at a Dallas Mavericks game. Across from the scorer's table or on the uh, same side? Oh no, we were on the on the baseline, so we were basically where Cuban sits. Okay, directly caddy corner from that. Okay, it's like the, the kind of the flank area of the, yeah. the baseline. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a ma- a man with a little uh, uh, mop sitting in front of me who would run out there and mop up the sweat every time the uh, the team ran to the other side of the floor and urine. If someone urinates on the court, yeah, I would imagine they're going to go ahead and get that. Probably call a timeout if it's a full urination. Yuck. Bang an official timeout yeah. there. How'd you acquire these seats? Uh, our friend uh, Bob Pergada 
who is the CEO of Jacobs, which is a very large company in town here. They have a uh, a suite, and I didn't I didn't even know they had these seats. But we got to their suite. He's such a sweetheart, great friend of a uh, friend of all of ours. He invited us to their suite and uh, watched the right when the game started. He said, "All right, me and Cash are going to go down, and then you guys can go down in the second half." I'm like, "Ah, yes, good, going down." I didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. but I waited for them to pop out of the tunnel. They pop out of the same tunnel the Mavs run out of. Isn't that something. And then I watch them, and they keep going, and then they sit front damn row. And I'm like, oh, we're going down there? So, I wish that I had known I would have looked for you. Yeah, I, right? Why um, didn't you text me? Not, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I didn't know until they sat in the seats, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's Did you not gonna... bring your phone to the floor? Yeah, but you take not, some pics? He wasn't thinking about appeasing really. Danny. That's not what his goal yeah. was, Danny. I'm not a look-at-me guy, Danny. If it's just me looking at you, that... Uh, that's fine. I didn't take any pics. You take any selfies, dude? Uh, I took a picture of Christina and I because she asked. And the game's going on in the background? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then she cute. tweeted it out. Did you, cram it? Did, did, I, did you cram it? Gram, did you cram it? Did I cram it? No, in, yeah. 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 That was my question. So, Mikey, bro, did after the game, did you cram it? <laughs> that is 100% what did I Did you gram it? Instagram, did you post your little picture of you and your sweet girlfriend? One of the greatest misunderstandings in radio is when Norm and Bassick were working together, and they were talking about late nights or whatever in the as a player in the clubhouse in Arizona, and Norm asked Bassick, did you see Dawn? And Bassick heard it very differently. Did I see Dong? Did you see Dong? Did I see Dong? Don't tell me about the Dong, pal. So I'm not answering if I crammed it or not. She may have Instagrammed it. Yes, she did take some video of Giannis scoring, and then like my, she clicked over to me. It was unbelievable. It was whatever you dream of or think of. It was that damn good. It's another world. It is a whole different thing. I mean, you could see the game better from the suite or from the seats or any hell in the 300 section. You can probably see the game itself better. Well, in a different way. Mm-hmm. I've never sat that close. And I mean, you. I told Christina we sat down like. Head on a swivel, Giannis may run full speed and steam into you. You know, like just a reminder, like yeah. stay. She starts putting on lipstick. Yeah, exactly. You might get your <laughs> little makeup mirror open. You like, can see you, me. What are you doing? <laughs> you might get your nose broken tonight. She, Be ready. She did. And we'd had some drinks in the suite, so she was in a good way. And she did mention just being that close to Maxi like three times. I'm like, okay, yeah. enough. Luca, Jan, like, hell, He's doing Dame time is right in front of you, and she's staring at Maxie the whole time. And He's, the third time she mentioned it, the Bucks were shooting a free throw, so the other guys are kind of lined up, and Maxie is, like, bent over at the waist with this firm apple bottom sticking out, <laughs> and she's like, man, Maxie's right there. I'm like, stop looking at his can. It's five <laughs> feet away from the you. The penis. <laughs> Just looking at Maxie's butt. He's just making the call me sign. Yeah, he turns around and does the call me at her. Uh, it, it was incredible it, for for the reasons you would guess. Being that close to Giannis, they were the Bucks were scoring our direction that time, and they scored a plenty. And to see Giannis <laughs> yeah. just freight train his way, he scored forty eight in the game. Yeah, just to see him freight train his way to the bucket, and no one can stop him. And I imagine on TV it was quite obvious that no one can stop the Bucks, but stopping Giannis is a different story. I and mean, Hell, Luca was matched up with a one-on-one a couple times, and it was a straight drive-by. What was different about that perspective than maybe watching it, you know, uh, oh, 30 rows up? 
hearing things, yes. hearing them talk to each other, calling out switches, bitching at referee, seeing Luca do the referee bitch. And granted, again, we were on the Buck side, so you know Luca was doing most of his bitching on the other side um, when he thought he got fouled. But just to hear them, to see their faces when they give up a bucket and know that they could have done better or mm-hmm. defended better or slump shoulder is happening again. Uh, communication with the refs, the refs' communication to the players. Uh, it really, really cool to see. Size. They, they look so huge. Unbelievable and, the speed and, speed and size. Yes, the speed and size. The fact that these are damn near 300-pound men running full-ass speed on a hardwood floor, yep. bouncing into each other. You, you see now... When you get that close, the the amount of contact that Luca or any of those guys oh, take God, on yes. any given play, yes. they're beating the absolute thunder out it's of each other. More violent than yes. you even can acknowledge. Like Powell got rammed once, and he was holding his back, and then it's like, no, you're not even going to the sideline. Like they're not faking it. No one's being dramatic. I mean, Luca might have elements of drama, sure, and there is embellishment that certainly helps you get mm-hmm. calls sometimes. But these dudes are getting destroyed on most plays, and to see them just kind of. God, I just took a knee to the thigh. Oh, doesn't matter. Next, the next play's already started. Were you, you there run. when when Giannis kicked Luca in the stomach? Or was that in the no, first half? Uh, I think that was first half because okay. I remember watching that on the screen more than I okay. more than watching it. But to see like uh, Damian Lillard who was controlling the ball and, and he gets to the top of the key or kind of to one of the corners and. His, his eyes are kind of really wide and see what he's looking at, man. You never see this stuff from another angle. And just, just the chaos between him and the basket and knowing the simplicity of the game is we need to work together to figure out how to get this and that and to see him trying to instantly decode what's in front of him and decide whether to drive. And then you do drive and the help shows up. I'm describing basketball, I understand. But to see it that close is really a cool perspective. An- another thing, doesn't the court feel too small for them? Like there's uh, yeah. like the court should be bigger considering how big these dudes Probably, are. Probably, yeah. The size That's- was amazing. I couldn't take my eyes off Giannis. Just because yeah. how like buff his shoulders are and how gigantic he is. And even Luca. Luca's Another thing I thought, the idiots who are like, Luca's fat. Like, they're all so lean. Yeah. And Luca is like slightly less lean than. It's a different body type. Right. Yeah. But I remember being in the locker room in the playoff years and. and uh, <laughs> the uh, playoff years? Well, the championship <laughs> sure. years. And I, I had a moment where I was just standing behind Tyson Chandler as he's getting dressed. And I swear, the waist was so small. He's so lean, but he's just a giant of a dude. Luca is so damn fit. It's. So stupid for I, us in front of a microphone. Be like, oh, yeah, his fat. shape, huh? Kevin, got I, got fat. To, I got to do it one time years ago with Mike Reiner, and the traveling team's radio didn't come with the team, so there were two open slots, and Followell hooked us up with scorers table seats. Uh-huh. And we sat at the damn scorers table for the in- entirety of this game, and I can't remember who we were playing, but it was one. Of, whoever it was, Earl Boykins was on the team. Okay, okay. So Jason Terry is having one of his streaky jet nights where he probably went off for like thirty nine. You know, th- those happened a lot, yeah. <laughs> and it was later in the game. And the the other team had kind of just like waved the white flag. Terry was still going bananas, and Boykins comes in to check in, and we were right at the at the place where players had to come in and 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 you know check in and kneel down or whatever. So you're kind of like if there's somebody waiting to sub in, you're kind of having to look around them a little bit because they're right there. And Earl Boykins war- walks up somewhere late in the third quarter. And uh, goes to check in and looks at me and Mike, and he goes, now I got to go in and guard him. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Right to okay. us. Okay. There's a lot of fan communication. I yeah. don't know if it's Bobby Portis. No, somebody that the some fans were just kind of riding, and that player, God, who was it? It wasn't Bobby Portis. And he just kept looking at him, winking at him. When he was leaning over at the free throw line, not shooting, he would kind of look up and listen, and then Is it Drew laugh. Holiday. No, it wasn't. No. Um, but it was cool just to yeah. see that. When they left the floor, the Mavs lost again, and they were they walked out right next to us. So I'm like, Christina, go try to get high fives. You know, whatever. They'll still do a sad there, high five on their way out. I mean, maybe else, there's no other sport where you can get that close right. to that type of action. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. But she told Luca she loved him. He didn't. He didn't react. She told Mark she loved Cuban, and he Frankenstein walked right past us. She told Maxie happy belated birthday because she knew from the Today game his birthday <laughs> oh was God. a couple days ago. I'm like, did you really? Her telling Luca that she loved him was just a distraction so she could receive the airdrop contact from Maxie's yeah, phone. Yeah, exactly. Well, I looked at Luca <laughs> and then they tapped phones as they, as they walked I send, by. I send to you. But Kyrie was cool because he was not dressed out, obviously, and he hugged his daughter. It was really cute. Yeah. His daughter was there. I don't know if it's a wife, girlfriend, someone else. Uh, and she got a high five from Kyrie as he was walking out. Nice. It was amazing, man. It's it a really once cool. in a lifetime thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. I'll never do it again, but it was so cool when I got to. We got I'm a text got from someone, that. I think it was right there. I said, I was maybe a few rows away from Mikey. It was weird because the cameraman was facing K Ray, but as soon as she popped on screen, Mikey shoulder tackled her and jumped in the camera shot wearing his Dallas Observer t shirt. <laughs> Which I do wear every day. <laughs> that I elbow her out of the way. Going out tonight. Pushing the shirt <laughs> up to the tonight. camera. Yeah. Yeah. This. yeah. Ironing it. Yeah. Ironing Ready. my Dallas Observer shirt. Well, thanks for our buddy Bob. And uh, yeah, they collapse again and they're up 25 and you end up getting smoked. It's so frustrating. And all week leading up to Thursday's trade deadline, we'll certainly be touching on things they need to do. Absolutely, including a game tonight at 6 here on the Freak pregame at 5.30. Coming up next, a big movie star in hot water right now for assaulting a radio DJ. Plus, Uh atmospheric rivers and your talkbacks from the iHeartRadio app on the red microphone button. That's next on 97 on the Freak. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.